Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs and Pastor Keith Radke of River Community Church in West Jordan. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. Welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Radke with River Community Church in West Jordan, Utah, in studio with Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs in Utah County. And we've really enjoyed um, the last couple episodes talking about our recent trip to Cuba and what God has been doing there and just having a missions mindset. Like, I think as church planters, both of us uh, in our experiences together and separately, we have been in what this arena, so to speak, of what's called church planting. And it is its own mission. It's its own missionary work. But I think what can happen, especially in the American context, is we can be we can become very comfortable with our church being established and growing and, and all that. And we kind of forget that there's still unreached places, mm-hmm. not just around the world, but also here in our own community. So I really appreciate the last two episodes, Pastor Steve. How you been doing, brother? Good, man. Yeah, along those lines, we had um, we had one of our good friends out this last Sunday, and she talked about Cuba and just kind of our yeah. involvement and what it's going to be. And I think the church kind of got a little amped up about it, like, all right, you know. And this is this is new for me because I've never, you know, I've never really been engaged in foreign missions. I've yeah. always thought, well, you know, there's a lot of unsafe people where I live. Why do I got to go around the world to do it? And it's just the it's the heart of of broadening our our ministerial horizons and saying yes. there's 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 people out there that need us you know and so um so yeah I'm, I'm super excited to see what god has for redemption hill in cuba in the future and we'll be yeah. laying that vision out um you know for the yeah for the body. and we're gonna be doing that as well we're planning to have uh the lady that was at your church come to ours and share and uh definitely get our church more missions minded because I, I just i think the way to do it is just to communicate it repeat it you know and and mm-hmm. then to actually put action to it. Um, so I hope those last two episodes, if you miss those two, go to shoutsofgraceradio.com and you can catch both of them. But what we wanted to talk about today is is a springboard from that topic because while we were both in Cuba together and we were meeting with Christians and church leaders, just making new friends, building relationships, nothing formal. This really was just an exploratory trip. The The one thing that, that we noticed, and Pastor Steve, you did a really good job in some of those huddles that we had of asking questions that drew out the reality in some of these these people that they were very discouraged and yeah, they, they felt were. very alone. And even though they knew that there's others in the work like them, it still is hard to face your own loneliness. Yeah, it and, is. And your own discouragement. It is. And you know, when Keith, when you look at Scripture and, and you see the people that God used— you know, there, there's no way of getting around it. There was that time of loneliness. There was a time of isolation, you know? I mean, there was the day when, when Abraham separated from Lot, you know, and and now he was on his own. And the psalmist even says, I called Abraham by himself, you know? And it's like, there's that time when, when you have those lonely things like Isaac did and when Jacob Mm. did, and he's running from his brother. And it's just like, Apostle Paul had that moment. It's just, yeah. it's throughout scripture. Jeremiah's whole life was alone, you know, right. and, and there's something beautiful that happens during those times where God breaks the bonds of trust on humankind and puts oh. it on him. 
and it's a lonely time and it's a time of shaping, but it is necessary if God's going to use a person. And, right. and practically, Keith, that, that might be a time of loneliness in a marriage relationship where mm. God is. And, and I think what we talked about, you know, before we came on is, is important. You know, the song, the Proverbs says in Proverbs, um, Proverbs eleven twenty seven, it says that he who seeks favor finds the good, but evil comes to the one who's looking for it. And it's almost like we're pre, you and I were talking, it's almost like we're pre-programmed to look for the bad in every situation yeah. and not necessarily the hand of God and what he's trying to do with us, you know? And we miss out on so many moments of praise because we're looking at what the enemy's doing, oh, I'm being attacked. Well, maybe you're being refined. Yeah. And it's something that God's doing, you know? Yeah, because in Job's story, yes, the enemy was attacking him, but behind the scenes, if we could see behind the curtain, God was allowing this tribulation, I mean, intense tribulation, I mean, loss of family and just devastation on Job to refine Job's character and to prove that Job was, in fact, a man of God. Mm. And and we, we often and times in the middle of discouragement, as many of Job's friends came and reminded Job of, it's got to be because of your sins. It's got to be because you've <laughs> messed up and God's unhappy with you. And we go that direction with our Why? We Why? Think, Why are we like that? I, I just think it's part of the guilt complex, you know, that we deal with because of sin. You know, our sin condemns us. And, and we walk in that condemnation. And it's so, that's why it's so important for us to hear the words of Paul saying, in Christ there is no condemnation. I think we just, you said it, pre-programmed. Is it environment? Is it, uh, I don't know what the other condition was, what environmental and, well, whatever. You know, we learn it, we, we live in it, and we just are waiting for somebody to drop the hammer on us. And so when we're Christians and we deal with tribulation, we know that, Jesus said, in the world, you will have trouble or you will have tribulation, you know, but I have overcome the world is what he says. And and we believe that intellectually, but once we're in the middle of the trial, it's like, oh man, I'm so afraid. You know, what have I done? What if people think of me poorly? And, and maybe that's it. Maybe some of the issues that fuel our discouragement can be insecurity mm. about what people think about us. You know, I mean, we've got a reputation to maintain or a perception that we don't want people to know the real us. You know, strong type people, they're going to be more prone to kind of cover up the struggles and not quickly confide in most people, you know, that I'm having a bad day. I just want to quit, you know, those kind of yeah. things. And then there's some situations like you're trapped in it. I mean, maybe that's the wrong word to, to, to use. For example, if you are listening and you are a parent, you are a parent <laughs> and you will always be a parent. And if you are trying to raise children and they are they're just not falling in line, whatever your definition of it is. That can be super discouraging. And especially the younger they are, you take them to the store and they start throwing a fit, making a big issue out of stuff. They're teenagers and you're, you, you know, they're, they're saying dumb things and they're doing stupid stuff and getting in trouble at school or, you know, whatever it is. And, and what happens is we, we internalize that. You know, we take that on ourselves and we're like, oh, this is a reflection of me, you know, and I, hmm. what have I done wrong or or we can react the wrong way. We can say, oh, man, mm. you know, you're not going to disrespect me by your bad behavior. And mm. So in every situation of life, there is, there's kind of a level of uh, stuckness. We'll just, I'm going to write that down. Hashtag <laughs> stuckness. Yeah. Where you can't change the circumstances. You yeah. cannot change the condition. And that in and of itself, that stuckness can be discouraging. Yeah. And, and you know, Keith, it's weird because the fall has just made a bunch of marshmallows out of all of this. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just like hashtag it, <laughs> sinful marshmallows. You know, it's like Psalm, Psalm 61 two says, 
Lord, lead me to the rock that is higher than mm, I. There, mm. There's a firmness, but but we're 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 these marshmallows that kind of kind of are always looking to ourselves within ourselves to handle you know life around us. And, and Scripture would say, "Lead me to the rock that's higher than me." In other words, man, if if all I'm looking for is the answer to all my life problems within me and my ability to understand it, my ability to handle it and my ability to, you know, to, to, to take care of it, then, then I'm really missing out on, on God's desire and God's desire is to take everything that comes into my life and to use it to lead me to a place that's higher than me, higher than my own intellect, higher than my own understanding. And, and I, and I think when we get into that mindset, then nothing that comes into our life, it doesn't matter if it's pain or hurt or persecution or, or financial or, 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 you know, physical, whatever it is, there'll be an element that we're always looking to praise God in everything rather than, Oh, what was me? I can't believe this is happening. God, I don't understand this. This is like, well, why don't you take a step a little bit higher than yourself and give God the praise for everything? Cause I can assure you, if I'm going through something in my life right now that is painstaking, that's that's mentally just captivating, God's at work in it, as is the enemy. The right. enemy wants to wants to captivate my mind and attention and draw worship away from God. Mm. But God wants to take that same situation and draw me into worship. Who's gonna win? You know, we're programmed, like I said, and wired. To think the negative, right? right? That's why right. scripture's always encouraging us, think on these things, right? right? Guard your mind, put a put a protection over it, because everything is a is is an opportunity to praise God, Keith. Yeah. Yeah. The commands of Jesus for us is to not worry about tomorrow, right? It's not to, you know, just just be burdened, you know. It's it's always a positive, you know, to not be worried about tomorrow. I th- I think one of the things that and you said it is like just we, if we can accept that, even if it's the enemy bringing the trouble into our life, God is still working. God does not take vacation, or He doesn't take His hands off a situation just because the enemy is overpowering in in that moment for us. Because Jesus said He has overcome the world, and John would say that in Christ we can overcome the evil one. You know, God is always working, and I think that is probably a challenge for me personally. Is you know, I'll, I'll compartmentalize, you know, the situations in my life and be like, okay, so the enemy's, you know, at work and, and this is spiritual battle. And, you know, we use that kind of terminology and it's almost as if I've adopted this idea that, okay, because the enemy is engaged in the battle, God has checked out or God has taken his hands off. God never does. Right? Romans eight twenty eight. I mean, that's a scripture we quote often, but if we really understand what that's saying is that God is working in everything. He is working everything for the good to those who love him. I mean, God is always working good, and the process is what we're struggling with. It's what mm-hmm. we're enduring right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I just want to remind each one of us, and we'll, we'll talk more about this on the break, is that there is a time where we have to stop looking. When we're discouraged, we have to stop looking at the approval of other people, and we have to ask ourselves, what does God think? What is the truth? Mm-hmm. What is God's truth in this moment? I'll leave you with this before we go to the break. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Paul writes, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. The work of the Lord can be parenting. It can be your job, the business you're running. It can be the ministry that you're engaged in, whatever it is. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. 
We've got to hear that. Hold on. God's got a greater purpose for this, and it may take a while to get there, but if it's for the Lord, it's not in vain. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. I think it's important, Pastor Steve, for every Christian to have a mentor, Mm. to have somebody or two or three people that you know you can call and you can say real stuff, and there's no judgment. They know exactly where your heart's at, right? They don't they don't presume that you're just, you know, you got some sort of ax to grind. Like, hey, I'm dealing with a situation, and I'm struggling with this. How have you dealt with this? Because that's the other thing about a mentor is you you, you reach out to a mentor because they've been there before, right? That's right. I, I have a mentor, a pastor. Uh, he's been in ministry for 40 years, okay? I'm barely, what, seven months away from being 40, <laughs> okay? Um, I'm, I'm not quite as young as you are, Steve. Yeah, but, but the reason I call him and the reason I ask him the questions that I do is because I know he's already been here before. And it was super encouraging for me to communicate with him, just kind of a little bit of discouragement about something. And he said, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm dealing with that this week. And I'm thinking, mm. seriously? Like, you know, this guy's 60 years old and he is still struggling with the same things. And he shared this verse with me from Galatians chapter 6, the very last verse of Galatians. So it's um, Galatians chapter 6. I'm turning my Bible there right now. Uh, Verse 18. He says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Mm. And he said, he went to bed one night recently just dealing with some discouragement. And he said, that was my prayer to the Lord. It's like, Lord, let your grace be with my spirit. And he said, he woke up the next morning and he said, he just felt at rest with God. Like inside the spirit, his 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 vitality and his perspective on life and how he views life, like all of that was just at rest with God because he had received the grace of mm-hmm. Jesus for his spirit, and that's something that David, you know, dealt with. Um, remember, he comes to Ziklag, and and all of the wives and the children have been taken captive by the um, Amalekites, and and his men. They're so just so tore up about the thing, they're now ready to kill David. Like, David's got nobody on his team anymore. And it says, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Mm. I think that is something that as a Christian, personally, as a follower of Jesus, I need to grow in. Where Mm. it's easy for me to talk to you, Steve, because you're a good friend and I trust you and I can call, you know, my pastor and and he's a good mentor to me. But what what are each one of you going to tell me? You're going to say, talk to God about it. You know, what's, what's the Lord telling you? And if I'm not going to God and asking him, I'm not going to know what the Lord's saying. That's right. And so this, this principle here of, of the Lord, the grace of our Lord Jesus being with your spirit, that's something we have to ask for. That's something we have to, to accept that, it's, that there are some things in this life that are going to be discouraging. They're going to make us feel like failures. They're going to make us you know, want to give up. And the only place we're going to get the validation, the encouragement, um, the strengthening that we need is going to be from God himself. That's right. You know, I think of, I've shared this verse before, but it's appropriate. Psalm 66, 12, it says, 
um, actually Psalm 66, 11 is where it starts. And it says, you brought us into the net, God. You laid a crushing burden on our backs, God. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. Hmm. And I and, and the word abundance there is interesting. It says it, the word actually means um, um, overflowing, you know, or saturation. And so what he's saying is, God, you did all these things to us. You let these things happen to right. us. You right. laid burdens on our back, but you brought us out to a place of complete saturation. And, mm. and, and I, it's, it's almost difficult for me to fathom that Keith, because it's like, what he's saying is, is God, for whatever purposes you have, you ordained every bit of this for me. And, and, but, but the end was you bringing me out to a place of complete abundance. So whatever lack I thought I was, I had in the midst of the fire and the water and men roading over my head and the net being thrown into the net, whatever lack I thought I had, lack of patience, lack of God, whatever it was, God, you brought us out to the place of what, which I ultimately wanted was more of you. And so Mm. When God does those things in our lives and we experience the disappointment of the net or we experience the disappointment of the water and the fire and the men's feet trampling on our head and saying things that we're just like, oh, my gosh, we have to go back to God. You let it happen. Hmm. And there's abundance at the end of this. And and that's where I think you get the joy in your suffering. But wow. but it because but you have to change like we were talking about. You have to change your perspective of it. If God is for you, he's a good father. He's not interested in necessarily me just having an easy breezy life. He wants conformity into the image of Christ. And he knows that the net and the shoes of men's feet and the fire in the water are all essential parts of that process of conforming me into the image of Christ, which was foreordained before the foundations of the world. So if I change my perspective, Keith, I'm actually going to tap into the joy that I'm supposed to have in my suffering rather than my complaining. Right, right. Exactly the joy that James begins his letter to persecuted Christians. Uh, Christians who've been persecuted, they've been dispersed from their homeland, and he begins James chapter 1. Uh, verse 2, with count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. At which point all the modern day Christians said, shut up, James. Yeah, shut up, James. <laughs> you know, because can, that's... Can we take you out of the Bible, Yeah, th- that's just not, <laughs> that's not something that's ingrained for whatever reason. I mean, it, it's ingrained in first and second and third century Christians when Absolutely. they're given their lives in the auditoriums for right. them, right? When right. But, but in today, in particular where we live, where it's just, oh yeah, this kind of easy, you know, feel good Christianity, this idea of enjoying when God's working. I mean, think of when you're, you know, you're getting ready to remodel your house. It's like the contractors come and they, and they start the project and you're anticipating the finish and you're looking at the mess and it can be discouraging. There's dust everywhere. I go to sleep at bed at night and there's dust on my sheets and anybody <laughs> who has lived in a remodel. We're getting ready to go through that. Yeah. Anyone who's lived in a remodel and hasn't moved out of the house is, is discouraged at times because it's such a wreck and it's just thing. You know, the remodel of the Christian life, the renewal of the Christian life isn't one that we could check out and then come back and everything's new. We're living in it. And so it is discouraging. Mm. And as it's discouraging, we need to remember, but wait a minute, 
the father has the blueprint and it's beautiful when it's done. Right. So let's just be excited about the mess because there's going to come a time where it's not going to be a mess anymore. Right. He who began a good work will finish it. That's he right. He will complete it. God, God has a plan. Um, just in our last couple of minutes of today's episode, I'm reminded of Acts chapter 14. We were talking about this earlier, Steve, where uh, Paul and Barnabas, they're on their missionary journey. And uh, starting in verse 21 of Acts 14, it says, When they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, to Iconium, and to Antioch. And they did these things, strengthening the souls of the disciples. Way cool. Like that is fun ministry right there, mm. right? You're there to encourage people. Encouraging them to continue in the faith. Oh, okay. So they're struggling. They're struggling with this Christian thing, this Jesus thing, mm. right? And saying that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. Hmm. Oh, perspective. Yeah. That's what they gave. They gave them encouragement. They gave them strengthening, but they also gave them perspective. Amen. And and that, that to me, you know, this life will have its troubles. Jesus did not promise, you know, uh, a beautiful, rosy, perfectly manicured garden, you know, of life. You know, Jesus said that we would endure difficulty. Life itself has its own troubles. Now add the component of following Christ to it and being engaged in the eternal kingdom here on earth. We are going to deal with troubles. And sometimes the best way to handle those troubles is just to remind ourselves that we will have troubles. This is the journey to the kingdom. This is the process to refining. This is God's work in our lives so that way his plan for us is exactly the way that he wants it to be when Mm. we step into glory to be with Christ. That's right. That's right. Over a year ago, I started getting back into shape. I wanted to get off of my medications with, with diabetes and insulin and stuff. And so I really started and, and, and got there. And and then what I noticed along the way, Keith, is I started having a lot of injuries. Hmm. My knee would get hurt and it would keep me from, from staying diligent and my shoulder would get hurt. And it was so discouraging. I'm just like, God, like, like I'm trying to do something good here. And every time I do something bad happens and it prevents me and, but, but here's the thing. It would have been really easy for me along the way to say, well, you know, my knees hurt, so I'm not going to do it. Oh, my shoulders hurt. You just keep going, you know? And, and I think Christians need to know that. Along the way, there's agony. Along the way, there's deep depression and struggles. And find me a saint who's been perfected that hasn't mm. gone through that. You just keep going. And yeah. you realize yeah. that God is going to bring you through the discouragement and he's going to use the discouragement as a way to refine you in a way that you never could have done without the discouragement. That's right. And that's your greater prayer. That's that's amazing. I was listening to a teacher. He was talking about how important it is for us when we've been wounded in life, wounded by other people, that we're careful not to just bleed out on everybody right away. <laughs> like, let your wounds heal and let them become scars, and then you have something to talk about. And I think mm. that is our social media-driven life has uh, has really messed that up for us. Like we go quickly to Facebook or Instagram or wherever we're going to to say, my life is hard, you know, please commiserate with me. And then we get discouraged because we don't get enough likes or somebody <laughs> makes a stupid comment and they take over, you know. And so instead of doing that, you know, could you imagine what, what, what the church would have done on social media? But anyway. <laughs> so glad it, I didn't grow up with it. So glad, yes. <laughs> it's important for us to do as... David did, and as Paul would say, encourage yourself in the Lord and let the grace of Jesus Christ be with our spirit. We hope this episode has encouraged you, and uh, we look forward to being with you again next week. You can re-listen to this, share it with your friends, 
and check out all previous episodes at shoutsofgraceradio.com. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is a joint outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah, and River Community Church in West Jordan, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show, and from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. 